yesterday, so, yesterday, what we finished off with is that the Gemara was suggesting that perhaps we should do solve the problem and do a compromise that would work according to Bishama and Beisela. Beishamai says that you have to do yibam or chalitha to the tsaras, to the co-wife of the person who is an erva, who has a prior illicit relationship type of uh, prohibition to you. And Beisela says that you're not allowed to do yibam. So the, 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 let's solve both, both people by having them do chalitha, because it's not the same thing as doing yibam. It's not forbidden, according to Beisela. And according to Beishamai, you took care of the problem. They didn't finish doing it until the time had come and they weren't able to do it. So Amalek says, what you're going to do is when by saying that you can no longer do yibam, the first peers of the wives who had their sister wives who had done yibam, according to Veshame, which is mutter and a mitzvah, now people are going to say that their children are mamzerim. What are you going to do? Now, the Gemara says, also, if we say that they indeed actually follow their opinion, Veshame went like their opinion, and that's why we will say that what are we going to do with the first pair of wives? But if you say that they did not do as they said, my manasa. So then what's the concern? What are we so concerned about? Let them, let the second, second, these women now, let them do chalitza. And the previous woman who didn't do, who did yibun, what they never did yibun because they, nobody would ever follow the opinion of Eshama in practice. The only thing they were asking about is for the co-wife of, of uh, according to Beis Hillel. It is what he meant. What he said is, what, what should we do right now? And these tsaras in Beis Hillel that are not to do anything and indeed are patr from everything, what should they do according to Beis Hillel? To tell them that you should do chalitza to solve the problem that according to Beis requires something. It's going to cause people to become uh, disgusted with them. No one wants to get married to a woman who had chalitza done to her. Okay, fine, so no one will marry them. The problem is, it says, the ways are ways of pleasantness, and all of the uh, the nesivas, the, the paths, are shalom, or peace. In other words, the Torah is trying to make things as nice and pleasant as it possibly can. It doesn't make sense that the Torah, which the Chachamim should try to make a situation where you're going to cause tremendous difficulty for a person. Tashma, come here another proof. I'm going to paraphrase, I'm going said, Ta'avni, Masai, Tavai, Saras, Habas, Diyadeh, a very funny word that Tarifin uses, a very funny phrase. He says he's longing for a time that the sister wife of his daughter, who was married to his brother, will end up coming to him and I will marry her. Right? Well, essentially, what you're basically saying is you're longing for a time that your brother dies. Of course, it's not what he meant, but that is practically speaking the implication. <laughs> so the Gemara says, well, that would be a clear proof that Tarifin, who was a student of Beishamai's way of thought, actually would have married the sister wife of his daughter who was married to his brother, clearly indicating that Bishamai would do as they as they said. In the conceptual, they would actually carry out practically as well. So the Gemara says, no, instead of reading Ve'asti'enna and I will marry her, rather read Ve'asti'enna and I will marry her off to someone else. But didn't he say, I'm longing for this time? What he means to say is he's excluding that which Rebbechim and Nuri thought. There was a time that the daughter of Rabbi Gamaliel was married to Abba, his brother. He died without children. We know he wasn't, right? He actually was from the students of Beis Hillel because Rabbi Gamaliel was a grandson of Hillel. So of course he was a student of Beis Hillel. So how could you possibly tell me that the reason why he did Yibam over here to the woman who was married to his brother 
when his own daughter was married to his brother at the same time, and that should be a problem according to Hillel. Elishani because Rabbi Yomliel, the island is Habe. The daughter of Rabbi Yomliel was an island, and she did not have ability to have children, and therefore she was not going to um, prohibit her sister wife from doing evil. And the fact that the Seifa of the Bryce says that the daughter of Rabbi was an islandess, the implication is that the first opinion did not believe that she was an islandess. Gemara says, is the Tanakama, the first opinion, and and the um, and the latter opinion in the Brisa is whether or not everybody recognized that Rabbi Gamliel's daughter was an islandess. another version answer would be, They're arguing about when you marry and then afterwards divorce. They're arguing about whether a condition is still valid after they have marital relations. In other words. Let's say they made a condition in their marriage, and then afterwards they, and afterwards they, um, they made a condition, and maybe the condition wasn't fulfilled, but then they had marital relations. Well, if the condition is not fulfilled, and it comes out that retroactively the marriage is annulled, well, then that's going to create a problem. Maybe people are saying that although I made a condition, I'm okay with the condition not being fulfilled if it means that I'm going to turn my marriage retroactively into a non-marriage. Most of And he actually treated it with two different Yisurin. He treated it as if the Meister follows the opinion, one, he treated it both as if it was a requirement to take Meister for Beshame and a requirement to take Meister for Beshelah. So we see from here that indeed they followed the, the opinion of Beshame. Rebekiba was in doubt about something that he was, uh, the tradition had passed down to him. And what was he in doubt about? Did Beisilo say about the first day of Shabbat was the new year, or did he say the 15th day of Shabbat was the new year? We had this Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, which is why it might sound so familiar. Another proof that we see that they thought Shammai's opinion was followed in practice. The daughter, I'm sorry, the daughter-in-law of Shammai, who gives birth, they remove the ceiling from on top of this newborn mother, right, or mother of the newborn, and they put the on top of the bed so that the child would have schach over its head. So we see from here, then indeed they followed their opinion in practice. That's different, because anybody who sees that they, they made the hole in the ceiling and put the schach over there will say that why they make the hole? They have more ear in the room. Must have Marzach, Marzach challenges from Abaisa. Maisa Beshekas Yehu. There was a story in Yehu's Shekas, which is a um, like a pipe that was bringing water that was in Yerushalayim. And it had holes in it so that it would not be considered drawn water, thereby rendering invalid a mikvah that it was leading to. All Taharis that were going to be um, the, the things that were in the process of becoming purified in Yerushalayim, Nasma Gaba, they were performed on top of this water. Beishamai said words that they should widen the hole that connects the trough to the mikvah. So Beishamai says, that it's not enough to make a small hole, it has to be, a, most of the, of the wall has to be taken away. In, 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 in the same veins, they said that when you're trying to combine mikvahs, right, one mikvah to another, it can be combined with a tube that is the size of a leather, um, like, um, like a, a bottle that they would keep whining. And how wide does that hole have to be? It has to be wide enough that two fingers could go in. 
Shmamina also. So once again, we see that Bishamay did it. From all these four cases, you see that Bishamay actually followed their opinion in practice, even though it was creating a problem. Of uh, so we see that Bishamay actually followed their opinion. So the Gemara says, nope, not a good, not a, not a good proof. Why did they make the hole larger? Only for the sake of making that the water flow will be faster, but not because they wanted to follow the opinion of Bishamay. I saw they was eating dry bread, dried out bread with salt during a year of very few food, very little food. I told my father they're eating very little food. Amali said to me, go bring him olives. So I brought him olives. And he saw that these olives were wet. He said, I'm not going to eat olives. He said, I'm not going to eat olives. Why? Because he was concerned that these olives might be, might be, might have become tame, right? And olives or anything that grows from the ground, until they become wet, they are not possible to become tame. But he sees they might, they're wet, so he's concerned they might be tame. So he says, oh, I don't eat olives. You don't want to say, I'm not going to eat it because I'm concerned that you might not keep the laws of purity properly. He says, I don't eat olives in general, right? That's a smart angle to take, right? If you're at someone's house and and they bring out some food and you know that they're not going to be as careful with a specific thing. I don't know, maybe it's they bring in out like uh, raspberries and you're like, oh, well, raspberries might have a bug problem and I don't know if they're going to check it so carefully. So you'd be like, oh, I don't like raspberries. Instead of saying, I don't eat raspberries that aren't checked so well, right? Well, Steve, I adopted us, Abba. He went back and told his father, he said he's not going to eat olives. I'm really, he said, Lech, I'm like, go back and tell him. Chavis Nekuva Haisa, the barrel of olives had holes in it. Ela Shastamua Shmarim, like this. The halacha is, and this is Gemara about Messiah that we're going to be doing best the Shem on Deacon. And the Gemara tells us like this that for something to become roy le tuma, for a, a food object to become possible for it to become tame, it has to become wet with water that we actually, some sort of a liquid, not only water, but we'll see there's other liquids as well, that you actually wanted that water to be on that object. If it did not want it, it wouldn't work. Now, this these olives were in a barrel that I had made holes in it. In other words, I did not want the water in the barrel. But what happened is, somehow or other, the, the leftover, um, the juice was starting to congeal a little bit and it, it, the holes got stopped up. But the fact that there were holes indicated that I didn't actually want the water in it. So therefore, it does not become really the kabotoma. And therefore, you should be okay eating these olives. With Tanan, we learned in a mission. You have a barrel of soft olives, right? And some of the liquid is starting to ooze out. Bishama says, Bishama says, you know, you need to make a hole in it. Mishol says, you need to make a hole in it or else you're going to have a problem that is, these olives are going to become possible to become tummy. But everybody agrees that if it had a hole and then was plugged up with sediment, that it is pure. The Avapisha Talmud Shamay, oh yeah, and even though Rib Sadak is a student of Bishamay, call Maisabla Asa Alakidibasilo. Fact of the matter is, he, why did you have to tell him that you made a hole in it? According to Shamay, you didn't need to make a hole in it. So why did you have to tell him you're going according to Hillel? It must be that he was going like Hillel. If you say that typically the Bishamay follow their opinion in Halacha, Hainira Buse, that's why it's a Khidish. That although Rav Tzaddik was a student of Beishamai, he indeed followed the opinion of Beishelah. If nobody followed the opinion of Beishamai, you don't need to tell me he followed the opinion of Beishelah. Everybody follows the opinion of Beishelah. It must be that everyone else does follow the opinion of Beishamai, who learns by Beishamai. And that's why you have to tell me that Rav Tzaddik is the exception, that he follows the opinion of Beishelah. And that proof, by the way, does not, does not, does not seem to have any uh, rejoinder to that one. Okay? Come here, another proof. What is the halacha regarding the sister wife of a daughter? Amalhemi said to them, Halacha said to them, 
You want me to decide a big machlekes? Put my head in between these two tremendous mountains. I'm going to get crushed. I, I'm not worthy of deciding this machlekes. I am concerned. Perhaps the the skulls will be uh, will be crushing my head. My head. I'll test you about two large families that are from Yerushalayim. Mishpachas based Tzvuyim, me ben Achmai. Mishpachas based Kufai, me ben Makeshish. These two families, Lishehem ben Eitzaros, that they are the children of co-wives of Arias who got married without Uchalitza, which is following the opinion of Beis Hillel. And they were Kehanu Gedelim, high priests came out from these families and were actually doing Avodah on top of the Mizbeach. So we see from here that Basil's opinion was followed. If you say they typically follow the opinion of Beis Shammai, I know the government is That's why he says, I am afraid to, to make a determination. Because Beis Shammai has one angle, Basil has the other angle. They practically speaking followed, they each followed their own path. Now you want me to say, this is the right one, this is the wrong one? That's not appropriate. I can't make such a, a move. I know the government is That's why he says, I am afraid. If you say they did not follow their opinion in practice, so Mike, I'm a Messiah anyway. If you're afraid to determine halachas like this angle or this, at that angle, when he nabbed also, but even if you say that they did do as as they uh, spoke out in concept, my Messiah anyway. Why do you say I'm afraid? I'm a Rabbi A mamzer only comes out of a relationship that is warrants the death penalty. Even if it's true that this relationship, in other words, according to Beis Hillel. They were permitted to marry the sister wife. Someone from the shuk is permitted to marry a sister wife from the marketplace. He's allowed to marry a sister wife without doing chalitza first, right? According to Beis Hillel. Well, even so, that prohibition, even if they were not permitted to marry someone from the outside world who marries, what at the end of the day, what sort of prohibition are we dealing with? We're only dealing with a, a regular lab. A regular lab is not going to create mamzerim. So why is it such a big deal that they end up serving as a, on, on, in the base of Mikdash? Um, so the Gemara says, the Nami the even if you say that it does not create a bastard, Pugum Miyohabe is supposed to be it's a Pugum, someone who is not appropriate to serve. And you can derive a Kavachomer from Almana. And Almana, the prohibition is not on everyone. She's only prohibited from saying Pugum, And still, her children are considered to be in a state of Pugum and they're a blemish. This one is prohibited to everyone. So, so Gemara says, one second, this doesn't help me. I asked you about the Tsaras. What's the halacha about the Tsaras? And you're bringing me a raya from the fact that they're descendants of these co-wife relationships to the Tibur. Since they were following the opinion of Beit Hillel, even without any chalitza or yibam, they their children were able to serve. But that's not answering my question. They asked two questions. Tsaras, my, what's the halacha with the sister wife? Even you'll say that the co-wife status is like Beit Hillel. Fine. If you say that when it comes to the sister wives, according to Basila, it's permitted. Fine. But what about the children of the sister wives who never did chalitza? That according to Basila was fine. According to Basham, it was not fine. Is, are the children able to serve? What's the difference? It's needed to answer a case of a child from a man who remarried the woman he divorced after she remarried someone else, according to Basila. Both a girl and a boy? What was that? It would be both a, a girl and a boy. The children. Would it matter? They're talking about the children. Yeah, we're talking about the children. Exactly. Yes. What are you saying? Would there be any difference? Any difference between a, a if it was a girl or a boy? 
the children what they could and couldn't do. You know, like could the could the girl marry a coin? Everything, or, everything. Yeah. So, so in both in both circumstances, if the boy would not be able to serve, then the girl from that relationship would also not be able to marry a coin. Couldn't marry a coin or eat or um... exactly or eat with other Okay. Do we say Maybe you should make a the prohibition of a widow to marry a kain gadol. High priest, any surah Her her prohibition is not a prohibition that's equally relevant to everyone. It's not. It's only relevant to a kain gadol to not marry a widow. Everyone else could. But not pogum. And if she does get married to a kain gadol, then her child that comes out of this relationship is a pogum. He's blemished. He's impure, imperfect. This type of woman, her, her prohibition is indeed equivalent to all. It's not then logical that the child is considered blemished. Or perhaps we disprove this Kabbalah. Perhaps you could say, Let's just like an Almana, she herself becomes desecrated, right, by by um, by engaging in this relationship with a Kayin Gadol. She's not allowed to. And then his response was, I am afraid to get involved in the question of what is the halach about the sister wives. However, the descendants of those children, that I could, I could give you a testimony about. So to go back, Okay, so they asked him a question. What is the deal? Do we follow the opinion of Bishama or Beis Hillel? And the real question was regarding the sister wife. Is the sister wife permitted to marry someone from the Shuk, someone from the outside world, without doing Chalitza or Yibam first? And he says, listen, ah, I, I tremble mm -hmm. to, to, to walk in such places and tell you who the halacha follows when you're talking about these two great giants of halacha. However, what I could tell you is, practically speaking, there were incidents where the people followed the opinion of Beis Hillel, and indeed, their descendants were able to serve as Kehanim Gedolim in the Mesa Mikdash, which does answer the question of, well, what is the halacha with the children? You want me to determine what the theoretical halacha is about marrying the wife Lechatzila, ideally? That I'm not going to do. But I could, I could be made, I could testify about what the halacha was, practically speaking, in, in specific circumstances in Yerushalayim when the scenario came to bear. Okay. Okay, All sorry, right. I, I have to rush, guys, but I, I have a phone call that I have to make. But typically, tomorrow night we'll be back at 8.45, though, okay?